0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast Podcast. with your host, Brian Petrie. Petrie. Yes, yes, I am your host with the most, I needs to be a better saying, but that's what it is. This is the uh, UFC 234 Pick'em Podcast. I'm a little off my game. Not in, you know, you know, to be honest with you guys, not in the best mood for whatever reason. I'm trying to. You know, and maybe it's not it may even be the best mood. It's just best, you know. I'm not um, a low energy. I guess I don't know. I'm trying to drink some caffeine. I record at night because usually in the middle of the day I lag a little bit, so I record at night. So I just I feel like I'm I'm just dragging a little bit. I don't know what it is. Kind of had the same thing yesterday. I got some really good news yesterday, which we'll talk about before we get to the pickums. Um and yeah, I mean, the card's great, everything's great, I'm excited about Saturday, you know, this week feels like it's dragging, probably because I'm dragging, you know, my ass is dragging too, so it's just, it's just one of those days, you know, I'm a human, you know, I I want to put this out, I have a commitment to put this out, I I enjoy the Pick'em podcast, I love breaking down fights, love breaking down cards, love making money, um but yeah, you, you know, I sat here for a good 20 minutes before I hit the record button, just trying to fucking wake up and be a human, and and have a little energy here you know you don't want to hear you know npr guy just talking into the microphone like this and this way you know and it's like every every asshole can break down a fight i, I tried to i try to you know when i break down fights i i look at things other guys don't really look at i mean there's a few guys out there who are really good who look at everything but you know um like i said you know it's something i enjoy and i should be in a good mood you know um if you're on the podcast if you know my life You know that, you know, um, I'm going to assume that this is the first episode you listen to. So many minutes ago, let's say six years ago, I had a seizure, my one and only. Um, It was uh, at the gym. I was training. I trained for about three, four years on and off uh, MMA training. Pretty good. You know, I was training with pros, training with guys who were, you know, elite guys, guys who made it to UFC. And um, I was uh, going through through some stuff during that time period. I had... Broken up with a girlfriend I was dating for a while. And and that wasn't so bad because it was actually a pretty good breakup. It was actually the best things that ever happened to me. But at the time, you're like, okay, I'm 26, going on 27, I believe. And I'm like, I want to be married before I'm 30. I got to meet a girl. And I got, you know, I, I had a fucking weird thing. So I would work out like crazy and everything like that. Anyway, the day of, you know, day after Mother's Day in May of 2013, I went to the gym. Had a real bad headache. Fell on my face. Had a seizure. For six years now, I've been seizure free. It's only that one thing I've been on medication for it. Um, seen four doctors; they've all said different things. Um, you know, all these experts. You know, obviously brain doctors that you know they they saw an, an abnormal. Uh, I can't say the word abnormal frontal lobe. That was their cause. I don't have epilepsy. I don't have any brain damage. I don't have anything significantly wrong with my brain. They just saw a little abnormal frontal lobe and they attributed to that went to another guy he said yeah I don't know you know if that's you know really the case it might be but he you know he didn't really give a shit then I went to another doctor and she thought maybe I should get an MRI well she left the country so I had to get a new doctor and I saw him yesterday he's about a thousand years old he's easily easily 90 years old right he's a hundred pounds nice very nice man I don't want to bash him too much but he had awards all over his fucking walls. he's literally been, you know, he opened his practice in 1975, 11 years before I was born. This guy's been around for a while. We talked and he he had looked over my chart. He looked over the the MRIs, the CAT scans, all that. You know, he couldn't believe that had been six years since that happened. I haven't had another one. He thought I had them when I was a kid, you know, so I'm explaining to him what was going on in my life and this and that and everything he reviewed. He thought that that the abnormal thing in my lobe could have happened When I was a kid could have happened when I fell on my face. When when I had my seizure, I fell right on my head could have happened during the seizure. He's like, that necessarily doesn't mean that's what it calls it. You know, I would refer to it. You know, when people would ask, I'd say, I got a little bit of brain damage. I don't know how to fucking describe it. Anyway, he thinks, you know, this is his theory that in my life during that time, I was, you know, lack of sleep. If you don't have epilepsy and you don't have anything really wrong with your brain, don't have any brain trauma and you're suffering seizures or a seizure he said the number one cause for that is sleep deprivation and not getting enough sleep. Well, for the four months leading up to the seizure three and a half, four months, I was not getting any sleep. I mean, I was like three hours a day and I would work out three times a day. And my job, I would work through the middle of the night. So I wasn't sleeping then and I'd go home and nap. And then during the weekends, you know, normal Brian would rest and, and recover and get ready for the week. No, you know, a single Brian, ready, you're know, trying to meet a woman was uh out every weekend drinking and that's not really my MM. Anyway, long story short, he uh he thinks I shouldn't be on medicine anymore. He thinks that there's really nothing wrong with my brain. Um and that you know it was just caused by a lack of sleep. And as long as I'm getting enough sleep, he feels confident taking me off medicine. So what does that mean? Ah, you know I'm old. I'm old now, but doesn't mean much. But what it does mean is, is 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 I need to get in shape. I'm gonna need to get back into it. I tested the waters a few months ago, uh, felt good and stuff. You know, life happens. Everything you know uh, with training and stuff, everything happens. But I feel like I need to get back in there and really, you know, I don't think I have what it takes to be a fighter. I don't think I just I just don't think I have it. It's so hard. It's so mentally draining. It's so tough. It's I have. That's why I have so much respect for these guys. Is is I know how hard it is. But training and and being in the room and and just being around the guys, and just being and being in the thick of it, and doing rounds, and being exhausted. You know that, like when I w- when I go to the gym to like lift weights, I get I don't get excited. I dread it. I go, fuck, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's why I bail on it so much because I don't want to do it. I am like, I am not fucking doing that. But if you get me in a room with the guys and and we're putting on some equipment and we're gonna maybe hit the bag a little bit, maybe wrestle a little bit, maybe spar, maybe do all these things, I am showing up every day. Every day that I can. Um That just, you know, that, that just means the world to me. So that's that's some good news. So I don't know why I'm dragging. I don't know what my attitude's in the dumper. I, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is, guys. I'm just, you know, probably not gonna be the best pick on podcast. Hopefully this is the first one you've ever listened to. It, you know what, just I'm gonna have some great picks. I'm breaking down this card. I love this card. Uh we're gonna go ahead and jump right in. But you know my low energy my low uh maybe i need some testosterone i need to talk to like dan henderson or uh anderson so it a big trt guy and maybe I need some trt i think that's what i'm gonna talk to my doctor and get some trt however ufc 234 in melbourne australia is this weekend it's saturday and uh it's, you know, it, it's a good card. It's not, I mean, it's top heavy. It's, you know, everyone's showing up to see Israel vs. Anderson. That's a big one. The main events could be insane. Whitaker vs. Gassum was one of the best middleweight fights I've seen in a long, long time. <clears throat> and uh, there's some sprinkled good fights that I'm curious about. But, I mean,. Uh, the main card not anything great, and the undercard is 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 a little weak as well. There's some, like I said, there's some talented guys here, but it's not it's not like the the fullest card in the world. Um, but like I said, it's top heavy. I'm really interested in those those two fights. So we're gonna jump in. First fight of the night is going to be Wooji Burin. He is uh 11 and six. He's a plus 160 underdog. He's fighting Jonathan Martinez, who is nine and two, is a minus 200. Um, I got these odds the other day. I know most of them have slightly moved, especially Gaslam, and we'll talk about it at the end. But this is kind of stayed the same. I believe Martinez is still the favorite in this fight. Yeah, he's still he's still the favorite. He's a, he's a minus 170 right now. He was a minus 200, but he's holding steady at minus 170. Um, I put money on Martinez. I thought he was going to upset sukuma uh, you know, he's coming. He, he came in, I believe from CSS, maybe LFA. I can't remember. Scrappy guy, tough guy, tough kid. I thought maybe he could upset Sukumon. I thought Sukumon might, um, not perform at a good level on a good stage like this yet. I think he's a tough guy, but he hadn't performed yet, but he dominated Martinez. He hurt Martinez with everything. Um, Martinez did not look big in there. He didn't look strong in there. He has some skills and, and, and definitely has a fighter's heart and, and no quitting him, But I was, I was a little under underwhelmed by him. Um, Wooji Burn is a guy who doesn't have the best UFC record, probably why he's the underdog. Thick guy, right? Strong kid, um, decent everywhere. I would say more grappling-based, you know, good on the ground, good submissions, but big and strong. Um, I like that. I like him in, in the Martinez fight. Uh, that's going to be your, your your first underdog there. I like him uh, as the underdog. I really do. Uh, just being a big physical, he's gonna push Martinez around. I think Martinez has a little more skill. I think Martinez has, you know, he's a, he's a little more comp- competent on his feet. But I think Bruin, if he if he really makes this a boring fight and pushes the pace, I think he can he could probably finish Martinez. I know Martinez is tough, but I I mean I would bet the house this fight goes to the decision. It's gonna be you know it'll be a closer fight, but if, if anyone finishes anybody, it's gonna be Bruin over Martinez. Doubt that's going to happen because Mar- I just talked about how Martinez is tough. B- Burian a good finisher, but not a great finisher. A big strong guy for that weight class. I see him uh, winning decision on that one. I usually don't. Pre- I, I don't like predicting the finish because I'm way off on those. I pick winners. I don't pick how they finish. But if I was doing a prop bet for that fight, it's an underdog. You get a nice little kickback there. First fight of the night, underdog. Gotta love it. But um, I would definitely bet fight doesn't go to that distance. I don't know what that prop is. I'm sure it's, a, it's the line's pretty high, but I would I would throw that in there as well as a parlay. Like. Next up, we have Jalen Turner, who is... Let me get my notes here. 7-4. He's a minus 260 favorite. He is fighting Callen Potter, who is 17-7, who's a plus 200 underdog. I'm looking at the lines, and this line's gone up a little... Oh, no, this, this line holds true. This, uh, across the board... You can get you can get uh, Potter at my uh plus uh 190 and you can get him at plus two oh five as well. Um interesting fight. i I was high on Jalen Turner. Uh he fought Vince uh Vince Luque, his UFC debut coming off the contender series. Big tall kid, strong kid, um, really good striking, really good straight punches. Chin, you know, Vince Luque hits like a truck though, so you can't really, you know, we you don't really know how great his chin is or how bad his chin is. Potter making his UFC debut, he's an Australian guy. He's um you know, he's, he's a little basic for me. He's got a good right hand. He's, he throws a pretty good looping right hand. I've On his record, I don't think he's fought anybody as big as Turner. Turner's a big boy with some good striking. Potter's going to want to get this fight to the ground. Potter's got a lot of submissions on his record. He's, he's a wrestling-based... I think there's good value in Potter. I do. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, though, I mean, a plus 200 is, is a nice little kickback. I mean, you're basically, you know, you're winning 200 bucks. You put 100 bucks down. So, um... I can't do it though. I think Jalen Turner. I'm gonna pick Jalen Turner the favorite. I would probably stay away from this bet because I do think Potter. There is some value on Potter. You could throw Potter in a crazy, you know, underdog parlay and and, and maybe strike gold because I think. I don't know how good Jalen Turner is on the ground. I don't know how good he is with submission defense. Um, he, he's a big, long kid. I don't know if Potter's gonna be able to get in there and get him taken down on how good. Potter's wrestling really is. I've only seen clips of him, haven't seen full fights of him. But I'm gonna pick Turner, the more dynamic guy, the more the, the more powerful striker, the bigger guy, the finisher. Probably will finish him. I know Potter's probably tough. He's come, you know, he's fighting Australia. This is in Australia, home game for him. Um, I just think Turner's gonna is gonna put it together. I think this kid could be a star. I think he's really talented. He's flashy, really good skill. It just he needs to just put it all together. Next up, we got Lando Venata. One of my favorite names ever in the UFC. He's 9 3 and 2. He's a minus 400 favorite. He is fighting Marcos Morano, who is 6 and 4. He's a plus 300 underdog. Uh, Lando, one of the most exciting guys in the UFC. Um, he's as high as a minus minus three or minus 400 in Boveda. Um, but it's it, it kind of across the board. Morano, I, I do not know much about Morano. I looked at his record. Let me get a refresher here. Um, it says Marcos Rosa. All right, so this says Marcus Rosa, and on the thing it says Marcus print Does this guy have two fucking names? Okay, so they've... What's going on here? Okay, so it looks like it's the same guy, but maybe just a different last name. Let's see here. Uh, okay, so Marcus Rosa Marana. So he's got two names. I mean, he, he is what he is. But um, he's, uh, his record's really spotty. Um, he's coming off a KO, making his UFC debut. He's got a lot of decision wins. Got a lot of doctor stoppages. Um... I don't like Lando ever at minus four hundred. I think Lando is just—he's just one. He, he's a—he's a talented guy. He's very, very good. He—he—he he, he throws some really crazy spinning stuff. I think ever since leaving Six Gun Gibson with his new training camp, I believe he's with Cowboy at the Ranch, and he hired his own striking coach. I think he's gotten better. His last fight was the most impressive fight. He's added muscle to himself. He wants to be a finisher. He doesn't want to be a punching bag. He gets—he gets lit up every time he fights. Uh, I don't like Lando this high. I would avoid the pick. My I would avoid the bet. My official pick is Lando. I think Lando's gonna is gonna work this guy and, and have a really good finish. I'm surprised he's this low on the card. I think he's a he's a good name that people need to that people need to know in the lightweight division. I think he's uh I think he's really really talented. I think he's a he's um you know he just needs to get some wins under his belt. You know he's got some draws, he's got some losses, but his fight with Tony Ferguson should have made him a star. I think it's you know, he's dropped a couple fights here and, and 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 maybe has a showcase in other spots. I think this is gonna be a big breakout fight for him if you know he shows up and ready to fight. But he's gonna he's gonna look a little bit more muscly and he's going to um you know hopefully look for a finish because that's what he needs. Um he has the third fight of the night. That's that's a little odd to me. So official pick Lando Banana though. Next up you got Torocho Ishihara, team alpha male guy, the guy who likes all the fucking you know, he'll he'll According to online reports, this guy will have sex with anyone. If you're an American woman, Chinese woman, black woman, whatever, this guy's fucking you. Like, he's a a puss hound, which I like. He's 10-6-2. He's fighting Kyung Hong Kang, who is 14-8. Ishihara is a plus-325 underdog. And uh, Ho Kang Kang is a minus-450 favorite. Um not impressed with either of these guys, I'm being honest with you. Kang is a huge favorite because he's he's a grappling base. He's gonna take you down. He's got some uh, you know, he's he, he's he's got some good wins under his belt. Uh, Ishihara just seems to always just fall short when he fights. He's a good striker, he's not really a great finisher, good cardio, horrible takedown defense. I know he's trying to work on it. Um, he just doesn't show up when he needs to show up. You know, he's he's had some big fights, he's fought great manners, fought some good names. He's dropped all of them. Like, uh, I mean, I don't. I can't even tell you who his biggest win is. I'm really surprised he's still in the UFC. Um, he's. I mean, he's coming off two losses. pitcher Yan knocked him out. No big deal. Jose Alberto Cajon's, uh decision um Rolando Die. He's got a win over Rolando Die. Um, well, he started his UFC career basically. You know, he had a draw and then two wins. Uh, two finishes, and then I mean, you got a loss to Artem Lobov, bro. You you know, Gray Maynard beat you, and the Orlando die seems like everyone beats. Um, not really impressed with this guy uh, Ishihara. Never really have been. I think he does have some good striking, but I don't think he's a finisher anymore. I think he's you know he's calculated. Um, Kang, good grappler. Don't know a ton of his body of work. I know he's got a pretty good record. I know he is you know pretty uh, highly touted as a Korean guy. You know he trains with. Korean top team, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dong Young Kim and everything like that, uh, team mad, uh, Busan team mad, excuse me, um, yeah, so I like Kang in this fight, he's a big favorite, you know, uh, Ishi hard just never seems to show up, I, I never advise anybody to bet minus 450, I mean, that's just insane, Kang hasn't done enough to be really solidified himself as a minus 450, but, um, Throw him in a parlay if you just want to have a parlay. If you want to do a six-fight parlay, throw him in there. I think you're safe. Um, Ishihara, there's small value there at such a big number. Because, again, King, I don't think... I think King's overpriced. But I really think King's going to just dominate this fight. Ishihara just, you know, trains through a great camp. just He's been with Alpha Man for a while. He just doesn't seem, seems not put together quite all that well. Next up, you got Kaikar France, who is... 18 and 7. He is a minus 280 favorite. He is fighting Rabalon Pavlov, who is 18 and 18-1. Uh, this should be a really good, good, good fight. Kaikar France coming off a pretty quick turnaround. Um, a guy who I thought after the ultimate fighter should have been in the UFC right away. Thought he had a lot of talent. Um, he he went out and fought in in and had some good fights outside the UFC, got brought back his last fight. Looked pretty good, looked dominant, looked sharp, it's got great striking. You Know gets hit a little bit, which scares me. He got dropped his last fight. He, you know, he's been knocked out before outside of the UFC. Um, trains at a great camp that city kickboxing camp in, in New Zealand, where Israel's coming from. Shane Young, he's fighting on his card as well. He's the very next fight. Really good camp. I mean, the 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 head coach Eugene, who I would love to pick his brain. I'd love to sit down and talk to him. He's doing some real good things. There's some really talented guys going down there, and the more they grow, the more people are going to go down there. Listen, I've seen I've seen pictures of uh, and videos of New Zealand, Auckland. It looks gorgeous. So far away. It's so fucking far away. But if this team really takes off and Eugene starts becoming this guy that's really putting together these fucking Studs. There's going to be people that are going to go down there, and the team's going to get even better. Kaikar France, very talented guy, very talented striker, very fast. Um, he's a little short. I know they're going to cut the flyweights. I mean, they just released who they released. They released somebody recently, which was well, Dustin Ortiz. They released Dustin Ortiz, which is crazy. Kaikar, I don't know if he can go to 35. I know he's fought 35 before. Hopefully, he might want to bounce up to stay in the UFC. Ruben Pavlov, uh, I, I don't know if I'm even saying his name wrong. Pavia. He is um, coming off the contender series with a split decision win. Uh, a lot of his wins are by decision. Um, he seems like he's kind of a well-rounded guy, but not a finisher in really any of the aspect. I think Kaikara France, who has really good takedown offense, is a smart fighter. Fighting out of a gym that's really hot right now. I think he's got to piece this guy up. I like the number by Kaikara. I thought he'd be a little higher. Um I know Pavia's got a pretty good record. He's 14, or is that 18-1? 18-1. He's, he's a Brazilian guy, though, and I talked in the last podcast. A lot of these Brazilian guys have these records that are a little padded, right? You don't know how good the competition is. There's so many fights that happen down there. You just don't really know how good the competition is. So I think this is one of those cases. I think he's a very talented guy. I've seen some clips of him. I think he's he's, he's very explosive. He's very kind of long for the division. I just think Kaikara is going to, to dominate him. I like the number next to Kaikara. I know it seems high, minus 280. He might has even gone up a little bit. Let's see. So he's at a minus 305 right now. You can get him at a minus 285. So he's gone up quite substantially. His high is a 320. Um, <clears throat> I would put that bet in now. And and, and, and if you want to put some shekels down, go ahead. I think that might be my lock in the night. I think he's so good. The only thing that's hesitant to me is he does get he does get touched a little bit. And his chin isn't like, you know, world-class, like John Lineker chin. So he does get touched just a, a little too much of my liking. But I think he's so talented that I think he's going to win this. Win is pretty easy, probably by knockout. If I if I if if you're gonna put a gun in my head, I'll say by knockout. Next up, you got Austin Arnett, who is 16 and five. He is, blah blah blah. He is a minus. Two, oh nope. Yeah, minus or plus. Excuse me, plus two thirty. I'm all over the place. Plus two thirty underdog. He is fighting Shane Young, who is 12 and four. Shane Young is a minus three hundred favorite. Shane Young. I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. Shane Young. I keep. I feel like I keep saying Shay. Um, another city kickboxing guy coming off, uh, you know, he's one-on-one UFC, his only loss in the UFC is in his, you know, in his past several fights as well. I mean, he hasn't lost, I mean, his last loss was 2015 by this, uh, decision. And then, uh, his only loss in the UFC is against Alexander Volchansky, who back in, uh, November, of 2017, and Volkanovski is a fucking, I mean, that guy's ready to fight for the title, so there's no, there's no shame in that, he has a win over Rolando Dai. does Rolando Dai ever win a fight, this guy's got a win over him by TKO as well, Shang Young, um, don't know a ton of much about Shang Young, if I'm being completely honest with you, he's not the most active guy, he's in kind of a crowded division, so, he gets a little lost there at featherweight. Also, Arnett, I have seen fight before. He's fighting some tough guys. Tough guy himself. Hasn't really got himself on the, the right track here uh, in the UFC. He's dropped a few fights. That's why he's such a, a, a big underdog here. I like Shane Young. Listen, he's an Australian guy uh, or, or a New Zealand guy. You know, they're, I believe in all, he's an Australian. You know, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, that's my gift to you. My low energy show. I'm not gonna do my hair, terrible Australian accent. Well, I might do it. Um, but Shane Young is a tough guy. You know, he's training. At the, he's training at the uh, at that great team. I wish I could break him down more. I just don't know enough about him yet. Um, he's, you know, I, I should have went back and watched his Walkenowski fight and just see how well he did. Looks like a well put together dude for for featherweight. Strong kid. Austin Arnett. I know it's not like the you know, he's a tough guy, but he's not. You know, he's not gonna come out. You know, I think this is a smart matchup. For for Shane Young. I think this is a really good fight for a hometown guy. So I'm going to go with Shane Young. Um, he's a minus he's a 300 favorite. <clears throat> Little Steve for me uh, with only two fights in the UFC. Ulster Arnett is a tough guy. This is a good benchmark for him, but uh, I do like Shane Young in this fight. Next up, you got Dung Young Ma who is 16, 8, and 3. He is fighting Devontae Smith. who was 9, and 1. Ma is a minus 200 favorite, and Smith is a minus, or excuse me, Plus 200 uh, underdog, and Smith is a minus 260 favorite. Devontae Smith looked really good in the contender series. Sorry for clearing my throat in the mic there. Looked really good in the contender series, and then he knocked out Julian Rosa in pretty devastating fashion back in November. Big, powerful kid. Big, strong kid. Dung Young Ma actually got slammed, knocked out by a former teammate of mine, Dom Steele, uh, a couple years ago in the UFC. Has been knocked out. Solid guy, tough dude, but he's not, you know, he's not gonna um, blow you off the page with anything. He's a solid guy, but he's been knocked out before. He's been touched before. I'm really surprised that Devontae Smith isn't higher for this fight. Um, you know, I think it could just be a bad matchup for him. Uh, but I think De- Devontae is is too big, too strong. I know he's coming off a quick knockout, which is usually I don't like. You you don't see enough of him. Uh, you know, you don't know how well his game is. You don't know how his cardio is. But I'm confident that that Smith Smith's gonna come out and he's gonna he's gonna touch Maul a little bit. And he's gonna he's gonna put him away. So I'm uh, I'm picking Devontae Smith as a finish win. I I would prop bet that for not going to the distance. I I can't imagine that because of the distance. Next up, you got Jim Crutt, who is nine and oh. He is a minus one thirty five favorite. He's fighting Sam Alvey, who is thirty three and eleven. He is a plus one fifteen underdog. Um. I, you know, listen, Chris Curtis, fan of, of, uh, I'm a friend, fan of the program, been on the program, incredible fighter, incredible person, really close to Sam Alvey. Sam Alvey seems like the nicest guy in the history of the world. I just watched the Embedded before I recorded and he brought his kid with him. He's there with his wife, you know, he's having fun in the gym, just working the bag. He's getting spray tanned. Uh, you know, I love it. Like Sam seems like a really good guy. I mean, this is his. What quick math here 44 fight 44th fight. Little fun fact of all the fights, this is the 17th or 18th fight in the UFC. He has never fought on not only has never fought on a pay per view main card, but he's never is he on the main card one, two, three, four, five. Okay, he's he's opening the opening the night, I believe. Now he's never fought on the, uh, a pay per view card, he's never fought on a number card. All 17 or 18 of his UFC fights have been on fight nights or you know, or, or or something like that, that's bonkers. This guy's been around forever. He's, you know, he's a, he's a solid dude. He knocks people out. He hits like a truck. Um, the only knock on Sam would be he back pedals a lot. He's a, he's such a counter fighter. I wish he would open guys up a little bit more. He does set some pretty good traps. He hits hard. He's got good reflexes. That left hand's crazy. Tough to take down. Um, I wish he would be a little more offensive. I know he's a counter guy, but I think if he opened up his offense, that would lead to the counter. He's got a guy, Jim Crutt, who was young, tough, good dude in Australia, a guy that's getting a lot of hype right now. He gets touched a little, but he's already got a cut under his eye. He's a wrestler. He's gonna to try to take Sam down. He's gonna to try to pressure Sam against the cage. He is a pressure fighter, but he gets touched a lot, you know. And, and Sam is is counting on that. Sam is 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 a good hitter at two hundred five. He carried his power up, you know. He he was knocking people still at one eighty five. His power has since gone up to um, two hundred five. Um, this is tough to pick because Crut's like the Crut is like the he just fought recently as well. He has a win already. Um. I don't think it's this year, but I think within two months. I mean, yeah, it's a quick turnout. He fought December first, so and he submitted Paul Craig. Uh yeah, Paul Craig. Uh Crut does get in trouble, though. He does get hit. I feel like if he gets hit by Sam, it might be night night. Sam does hit that hard. Sam's coming off a loss. Kind of a short notice fight for him. Flying to Australia. What's his cardio gonna be like? I I don't think he's worried about that. I think he's worried about, you know. Getting out of there early. I think it's going to be early night. Sam only has one game plan. That's to put that left hand on your chin. Um, I'm going to go with Sam. Underdog. Not because I'm a homer. And not because it's Chris. Chris's you know, really good friend. And he's done a lot for Chris and Chris's career. But I truly like the number next to Sam's name. I believe they're even now. I know I hit the underdog button. But I believe they are flirting at even. Uh, no, you can catch Sam still as an underdog. Sam is still plus... I think that might close a little bit because I, I think the styles make fights at Crut. Sam's harder to take down. He, he I don't think he's ever been submitted in the OC. That's a that's something I should look up here. I got his record in front of me. Um yeah, I mean Talos Latis never got him. He, he got him by decision. Um Antonio Rodrigo Noguero, who was the last time Sam fought, he got uh he knocked Sam out. I don't think Sam has ever been submitted. Um yeah, well, he's never been submitted in the UFC. I'm looking through his record, and some of these things are popping up just lost. So uh, I don't know. But he's never been submitted in the UFC. That's a fact. Uh, and, and as good as Crud is, I don't think he's like a world-class guy on the ground just yet that really got to worry about Sam. So I am like my confident underdog pick. I love I love Sam as an underdog. I think he's got the power, and I think Crud gets hit too much. Next up, you got Nadia Kasim, who is and 6-0 versus Montana De La Rosa, who's 9-4. Um Let's see. Cassim is plus 205, and De La Rosa is a minus 265. Uh, not a lot of breakdown in this fight. I do not know anything about Cassim. if I'm being honest with you. Montana De La Rosa, long for the weight class, tough for the weight class. Husband fights in the UFC. She's got a couple wins in the UFC as well. I'm going Montana. Um, you know, 260 is not crazy. Is that what I said? 265 is not too crazy. It will rise a little bit. Um, yeah, Montana Del Rose all day. Next up, you got Ronnie Yaya, who was 25 or 26 and 9. He is a plus 105 underdog. He's fighting Ricky Simone, not Simon Simone, who's 14 and 1. He's a minus 135 favorite. However, this has closed a little bit. This has uh run they're all pr- you can catch Ronnie at a plus some places, but a lot of them have it's just a basically a straight pick'em fight. This fight's tough to pick. This is might be the hardest fight to pick on the card. I've never been blown away by Ricky Simone. Every time I bet against him, he wins. So, uh, you know, I, I, I avoid it now. He's he's just one of those guys I just don't like betting against. This is a really weird matchup for him. Ronnie Aya is a guy who has problems with strikers. He's tough as he can be. He doesn't get finished, um, you know, all that often. Great on the ground. World class on the ground. Ricky Simone's a pressure guy that likes to take you to the ground. Uh, Simone has survived against some guys with some pretty good submissions. He's been submitted once in his career. His only loss was a submission before the UFC. Um, I just, he's training out of that good camp. He's training out of that, um, where's he coming out of? Yeah, he's training out of that Gracie Baja Portland, where it's just Paige Van Zandt, Austin Manaford's at. Both really, uh, you know, the cardio is going to be insane there. He's training out of good camp. Ryan Yaya, you know what he's going to do. You know you have to stop it. Ricky Simone has decent strikes. Should he strike with him? Absolutely. I pick Simone. I'm gonna play th- I'm gonna play half the tone because I think he might close his underdog. I think late money's gonna come in on run. Yaya. There's a ton of value on Rani Yaya. A ton of value. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that come Saturday night, if I'm losing or if I'm winning, depending on how what mood I'm in, I might throw some money on Ronnie. Yaya for sure. With without a without a question. But my official pick of Simone's gonna win. I think he has a, enough pressure. And uh, I think I think he's smart enough to know not to take this fight to the ground. And I don't think Yanya is really gonna be able to get him to the ground unless he hurts him something standing up. All right, so the two big fights, the two big fights main event here, co-main event. You got Anderson the Spider Silva. He is thirty four and eight. He's a plus four twenty five underdog. You got Israel Adesanya, who is fourteen and or fifteen and zero. Excuse me, minus six fifty favorite. I think this is kind of held up yeah I mean you can get Adesanya, I mean you can get Anderson as high as plus 525 Adesanya minus 700 um so I'm ashamed that I bet against Adesanya against Brunson Yo, they always say in the handicapping game in the betting game you bet the number you don't bet the fighter Adesanya is my guy right when he got announced to fight Rob Wilkinson I knew of him I saw the Melvin Gillard fight before he signed the UFC I knew his kickboxing background. So I was excited. I didn't know how great he was at MMA because he didn't blow me away in the Gallard fight. Gallard is a 155. He's not fighting at 185. So it was a fat Melvin Gallard. I wasn't blown away. He finished him. But when he fought Wilkerson, which is a, a stylistically a bad matchup for him, a grinder, guys going to take him down. He looked very patient. He looked good. He's looking in all his UFC fights. He only gets better every time. Um, Anderson Silva hasn't fought in two years. Anderson Silva hasn't looked good in a while. His last fight was, was it Brunson where he got he got suspended for steroids? I think it had to have been the win over Brunson, right? Or no, was it? Yeah, okay. So his last win was um, February 11th, 2017, almost two years ago uh, to the day. And he fought Derek Brunson, won a decision. A lot of people thought Derek Brunson won that. Before that was his 12-hour. He took the fight against DC on like 12 hours, lost a decision. Lost the decision to Michael Bisming, which a lot of people thought might have been suspect. Um, and then, you know, the Wyman losses. So, and the Nick Diaz fight, which was no contest because they both popped for steroids, all that. So, the question is, is Anderson Silva, is he, is, he's 40, God, what? How old is Anderson Silva? Is he 44? Is he going to be 44? He is born in 1975. Yeah, he'll be 44 in April. So, he's 43 years old. Um, the problem with Anderson Silva is I love him so much. I think he's the greatest of all time. You know, I, I think John Jones is the GOAT, but John Jones isn't done yet. So I think Anderson Silva's gonna be in my Mount rushmore MMA fighters. What he did, his run was unbelievable. The skill he showed, right? Um, obviously everything involves. Stylebender is around Sunday, thinks he's the more evolved Anderson Silva. Hard to argue, right? Stylebender, Adesanya is a tremendous, tremendous fighter. He's looked really good. His kickboxing record is bar none the best that's ever come in the UFC, I think, at that weight. You know, a lot of kickboxers that come in are usually heavyweights. There's not a lot of guys that come in around middleweight, you know, that we, we hear about, and they do, they kind of fall flat. Adesanya's done it right. His defense, his takedown defense looks really good. His When he gets taken down, though, doesn't look great, right? He jumped for a leg lock against Brad Tavares. He's getting confident. He's getting arrogant. He's saying all the right things. I love the kid's mental. I love what he's saying. He knows that this could be a fight where a lot of people they think they're counting Anderson now. Anderson can catch him and knock him out. Anderson still has that capability. I've seen Anderson hit pads. I've seen him obviously with my eyes. He looks good hitting pads. wasn't wasn't all that rough. Um, you know, it was, it, you know, it, like the Chuck Liddell thing, which was brutal. It, I thought this would be easier. I told myself I'd never bet against Israel Adesanya. And I won't. I'm, I'm officially picking Israel. Adesanya For sure. I'm not going to bet it, though. That's a really high number for Israel. He, he's probably going close higher than that, if I'm being honest with you. He's probably going to be north of 700 when all said and done comes Saturday. Anderson has never been the only person to ever knock him out in the UFC is Chris Weidman. Derek Brunson might have heard him. Bisping dropped him a few times. But he's been slept once. It's not like the Chuck Liddell thing where Chuck was getting slapped by everybody. And then he retired then came back and got slapped himself. It's not like the Fedor thing where Fedor is getting knocked out by guys like Matt Maturon. No disrespect to Matt Maturon, but you tell me Matt Maturon's beating Fedor, prime Fedor pride. He's not. He's not touching them. These guys have shown a real lack of of um, you know, being able to handle it. Anderson really hasn't been in that many wars. A lot of his fights never got punched. I don't think Stefan Bonner or Forrest Griffin punched him. The layoffs, I think, have helped him as well. I know he's, get, you know, there's always going to be the question, is Anderson, was his career the way it was because of steroids? Because he's been popped a few times now. I don't know. Maybe. You know, obviously he's not on steroids now. So we'll, we're going to, I don't think really we're going to tell because he is 43 years old and he's finding a young up-and-coming I don't like that the UFC told him, Anderson, he's going to get a title shot. I, I, I mean, I guess I kind of like it, but I kind of don't because I think there's more guys deserving. But Anderson wins this fight, which would be crazy. I mean, let the world on fire. And then he goes and fights the winner of Gaslam and Whitaker, say, he wins the title. Then he goes off and rides off in the sunset as a, as a champion. However, I just, I just feel like this is going to be kind of a real strategic fight. Anderson's gonna come out moving. He's gonna do his little dancing thing. Anderson's not the most aggressive guy in the world. Israel is very patient as well. He's got some flashy stuff. I think Israel will catch Anderson eventually. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough fight to watch eventually. I think that it's gonna be pretty even. I think there is some value on Anderson. I'm not gonna say there's not. I'm not gonna touch his fight, though, however. I think It'd be so nice to be on the side of picking Anderson Silva. The difference is, is when Rose knocked out Joanna, I was all over Rose because I thought Rose was going to win. I thought that was going to happen. I just, I just had a feeling. I don't think Anderson has that in him. If he does, if they rematch, it won't happen again, right? I don't think Anderson's the better fighter here. I think Anderson's the older guy, the legend that has a shot because he's Anderson fucking Silva. But I like style bender. I like Adesanya. I like his skill. I'm picking Adesanya. Um, I'm actually really nervous about this fight because I, I, I hold Anderson in such high regard that we've seen Chuck fall. I mean, fall again. He come out and fall again. We've seen Fedor fall. We've seen BJ Penn against Yaru Ragas, And then BJ Penn against Ryan Hall, which wasn't as devastating. But still, we've seen these legends kind of fall. And it's only a matter of time. Father time will get you. And uh, you're, you're fighting a real young up-and-coming guy. I think Adesanya is smart enough not to fuck around. But if he fucks around, Anderson, Anderson's still Anderson. So, main event time. Very excited about this. Robert Whitaker, uh, middleweight champion of the world, who's 20 and four, he is a minus 265 favorites. And Kevin Goslem, who is 16 and three, is a plus 205 underdog. Now, I know this has changed. Kevin Goslem across the board is a plus 190, and Robert has went down to minus 240. I texted a buddy of mine. To try to make a bet with him two weeks ago, thinking Kelvin's going to win this fight. I've been on Kelvin since day one. I think the wars with Yoel Romero hurt Robert Whitaker. I think Kelvin Gaslem is, he looks to be in good shape. He's not going to fucking miss weight. I can guarantee you that. I've seen the embeds. He looks thin. He's not a big guy for his weight class anyway. I think he's going to be the quicker guy. I think that straight left hand and I think the pressure that Kelvin's going to put on Whitaker could be dangerous. Whitaker doesn't put his hands up. Whitaker kind of has like a weird karate stance, almost like a a Stephen Thompson, but not as quite as sideways. But his hands are down and he throws from his hips. And Robert Whitaker is as tough as they come. I just feel like Yoel Romero is such a weird style matchup because he covers up and then he explodes. Covers up and then he explodes. And those explosions caught Whitaker because Yoel Romero hits like a fucking truck. Kevin Gaslam's coming forward. Kevin Gassum's coming forward. He's throwing shots. He's throwing big shots. Robert Whitaker, I think, is I think he's getting a little overlooked here. I know he's the favorite on paper. A lot of people have picked against him. A lot of people are riding Kelvin. I think the trend's going to keep going there. I think this fight's going to close with Whitaker probably in the in, in the minus hundreds. I think he's going to be he's going to close about minus 180. I think it's going to be a lot closer than. Um, it previously was announced. A lot of experts like Kelvin. The only guy I've heard pick Whitaker is Kenny Florian. Um, he thinks that those those wars, since Whitaker is a young guy, helped. Um, and he thinks that Kelvin is is is, is just not going to be there. It's going to be a close fight. He predicted a, a decision win for Whitaker. I'm predicting a knockout win for Kelvin Gaslam. So that's your Underdog. 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 That's your underdog right there. So I got a, I got a quite a few of them. This could be a good card. Again, kind of top-heavy, nothing crazy. Um, fight at Night for me, it, you know, the two co-mains and main events is what I'm really looking forward to. Sam Alvey fighting cruts is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, I'm looking to see what Devontae Smith does. Lando Venata as well with the new training. Um, let me give you my lock of the night. My lock of the night is going to be Devontae Smith. I think he is going to be... Too good, too big, too powerful. That's my favorite lock of the night. My underdog lock of the night. Um man, Calvin Gaslam, and I'll give you another one too. Um, Sam Alby. I think I just feel like Sam with short notice, the his demeanor, I think he can catch him. And with Calvin, that left hand scales me. Robert scares me. Robert Whitaker, it, you know, he's not the most defensive minor fighter in the world, right? He gets hit. So um, I'm excited for this card. I ran a little long because I probably rambled in the beginning. You know what? You know, I started off in a bad mood. And now I'm cheered up because I get to talk fights. I'm excited for the fights. Again, not the most stacked card. I think next week's Phoenix card's better, if I'm being honest with you. But there's some intriguing fights. The main event, co-main event is what I want to see, is what people are going to pay money for. But I'm excited. I will talk to you guys on, you'll hear it on Tuesday. I'll be recording on Monday. And we'll recap what happened. See how right I was. See how much money I won. All right. I'll see you.